Well, hey there. Welcome back to Hey, I'm Writing, the Young Adult Edition podcast. I'm your host, K.M. Robinson. And in today's episode number two, we are talking all about five kind of messy lessons that I learned from my first year in publishing. So if you happen to be someone who is aspiring to get into this industry or someone who is brand new in this industry, today's episode is going to be value packed for you. And if you happen to be someone who has been in the industry a while, if you've been around the block with me, you are going to definitely like looking back on your first year of publishing and agreeing with me on some of these crazy things that we've learned in the first year of publishing. So are you ready? Today we're diving into these lessons that nobody talks about within the industry. Are you ready? Let's dive in. One of the things that I get asked a lot about by aspiring authors and newer authors is what it's actually like to be in publishing because there tends to be this kind of curtain of secrecy around it. We don't really talk about it outside of the industry. So as authors, we talk about it to other authors, but it's pretty hard for people outside of the industry to understand the little things that we go through and the nuances that we have to deal with and all the little steps to get books published. And so today I kind of want to pull back the curtain for you guys and take a look at five thoughts from my first year of being published. So those things that I learned just as I was getting into the industry as someone who was brand new and didn't really know what we were doing. And I want to take a look at what that means for someone who is jumping into the industry or who wants to jump into the industry. So are you ready? I'm going to be brutally honest with this one. I'm going to tell you a lot of things that maybe you don't want to hear and maybe aren't nice and pretty and they're not packaged up in a beautiful bow. And I want to give you a real look at what it was like to be an author that very first year. So let's dive in. Let's talk a little bit about the things that I learned that I wish that I knew before I had gotten into the industry so I was a little bit more prepared. I think the number one thing that people don't understand before they get into the industry is that it takes a really long time. And I'm not talking about where you're working with a traditional publisher who usually likes a year or two to kind of promote the book and get it ready. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are in the trenches doing the actual work it takes a really long time because what people don't understand is that once a book is written, it has to be revised and usually it has to be revised again. And then you have to decide, are you going to do self-publishing? Are you going to do traditional publishing? Are you going to get an agent? Are you going to go directly to a publishing house? You have to go through that process. And then once that's picked up, whatever route you happen to be taking, then the actual work starts. So you have to edit it for real. You have to do revisions for real. You've got to go through a number of different steps. You have to format the book. It takes time to create a cover. You have to do the interior work on it. It's a lot of work. And then you have to deal with all of the marketing. So even if you're going into this and you feel like you are completely ready, you're going to do this on your own, or you've got a publisher that you're working with who's going to do this for you, it's a lot of behind the scenes work. It's not just about waiting and marketing the book. There's a ton of behind the scenes work. And so it takes a really long time to produce a book. Even now, I've been in the industry for three years. And even now, it takes time to put a book out, even though I'm really fast at writing, even though I don't have to do a lot of revisions. As someone who can write a full length novel in nine and a half days and turn it into a publisher within two weeks of them asking for that book with only six errors, it takes time to put these books out. And so jumping into this, whether you've got a contract or you're going to put it out yourself, what people don't realize is that it takes time to get these books out no matter how well established you are. 
And on that note, it actually takes me to my next point, which is that there will be mistakes. No matter how hard you try, no matter how many people edit that book, no matter how many people read over the cover, no matter how many people checked out your interior formatting, there will be mistakes in your book. It doesn't matter. Even books that come from traditional publishers, the best in the entire industry, have flaws. You will find typos. You will find mistakes. You will find duplicate words. You're going to find some crazy things. And we've actually seen quite a bit of this in the traditional publishing world. But you also find it in indie as well. So you have to be aware that no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work, there will be mistakes. There will be issues. There will be problems. Back when I first started... I worked with a number of different editors on my first couple of books. They went through five hands, six hands. A lot of people touched my book before it went out to the public. And when it was released, much to my horror, there were issues. There were typos. There was even a case where I wrote the wrong name for a character. And this was out in the public. People were actually seeing this. And I had been under the impression that because it had gone through five different editors, that it would be spotless and absolutely perfect. And it turns out that was not the case. Now, I do have to kind of throw this out there. Not all of the people that it went through were quite as professional as they said that they were. So I learned a lot through my first two books, because with those first two books, I went through a lot of editors and we had to fire a lot of editors and ban them from my publishing house. It was a really big ordeal. And this was three years ago when I was a debut author. You can imagine how horrified I was when I found out there were so many issues. And it's not like that's uncommon. There's a lot that goes into this industry and you have to be really careful who you work with and you have to double check things and you have to have people double check things because it's really hard to find your own mistakes and your own errors because you're so familiar with the text. And so my first two books were serious learning curves for me because so much went down in those first couple of months as we were figuring out how to do this and who I should be working with and what the publishing company should be working with. It was an ordeal, my friends. And so if you are a reader listening, give us a little grace, guys. We have a lot of people doing a lot of different things. There's a lot of pieces being juggled by a lot of different people. And we are learning and growing and we're fixing things as we go. But in the early years, especially, you will find mistakes. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm three years into being a published author now. And I have a lot of friends who are published way longer than me, who have worked with the biggest names in the industry. And even those authors who are working with the highest end traditional publishers in this industry have said that there are a lot of flaws. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of issues. And it comes back to how that's reflected in our books. And so going into this, if you're new or if you're aspiring to become an author, be aware you will find mistakes and your fans, your readers, the people who want to see you succeed and the people who want to see you fail will find your mistakes. When that happens, it's okay. Take a deep breath, dive back into your manuscripts or back into whatever part of the book publishing process you're finding these errors in and fix it. Just because something goes out to the public and it's flawed, just because there's a mistake, just because something happens that you don't love, doesn't mean that you cannot fix it. And that is the main part. When you find these problems, when you find these issues, when you find these mistakes, you got to go back and you got to fix them. And you just have to be humble about it because things will happen. I put out two books, my first two books, 
And they were full of errors because I trusted the wrong people. And it's just the way that it is. These things actually happen. It's something that we all have to go through. You're going to get called out for something, for sure. You will absolutely get called out for something. And you just have to handle it with as much grace as possible and then move forward and do better from that point on. Learn from your mistakes and the mistakes of others and then do better in the future. Now, the next messy thing that I want to talk about is really going to hurt. Trust me, if you are a writer, if you're an artist, if you're someone creating things, this is going to hurt. It's going to stab right at the very heart of you. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to be really, really real with you guys because it is going to come. You are going to feel this pain. And if you expect it, you're going to be able to navigate it a little bit better. And a lot of people don't talk about this. So I'm getting into the nitty gritty of this, guys. Here's the deal. When we put out our first book, we have this beautiful image in our heads that people are going to discover it. They're going to love it. They're going to fall in love with our characters. They're going to fall in love with us. They're going to want to read everything that we put out. They're going to be begging us to write more books and to create more characters and to give them more of that book that we are putting out there. Because we all want to be loved. We all want people to appreciate the thing that we've worked on. And especially with books, you know it takes weeks or months or years to write a single book. So when we invest that much time and energy and pieces of our soul into our writing, we want people to respond. But here's the thing, and this is the messy, hard truth of it. Friends, no one is going to care about your first book. They're just not. You're a brand new person. They don't know you. They don't trust you. Maybe they'll check out your book, but it's going to be a fight and it's going to be a struggle to get noticed and to become beloved within this industry. And nobody is going to care about your first book because you're unproven and you don't have anything else for them to read. So how do you combat that? Well, that's when it comes to needing a backlog. And I know it kind of seems like this ridiculous circular reasoning. People aren't going to care about your first book because you don't have anything else out, but you're also not going to put anything else out until people respond to your first book. It's a vicious cycle, trust me. But you actually need more for them to read. People are not going to take you seriously until you have a backlog of books. And so I learned this the hard way. You guys know I am a professional marketer. I do social media strategy for a living and I spent a ton of time and effort and energy putting all my time and energy into my marketing. I did so good. I used every relationship I could come up with. I had a billion author friends. I had been in the industry for a long time before I actually got into the industry, guys. And so I knew a lot of authors and they all gave me these really great quotes. They would market it to their fans. I was in it. I did really, really well with my marketing. And even so, people didn't care because I was a brand new person. Even though I had a really good book out, I had one of the best ideas. In fact, my debut novel was a Goldilocks and the Three Bears retelling where she was on a mission to destroy the bears. And it took a few months for people to start to notice it. And then I got a BookBub feature. And when I did, I got 33,000 downloads before lunch. And I ranked number seven in the entire Amazon store before lunch. That's within two hours of the ad going out. And then it climbed from there. I did so well with that particular book. But even though it was an idea that 33,000 people downloaded and read my book, because I was new, nobody 
cared. And they didn't care until I had more books. And now that I've got that backlog, now that I have full series out, now that I have multiple books out, now that I have somewhere to go off of my writing, people come to me a lot more easily. They trust me a lot more easily. And they jump into my stuff without thinking. And that was a messy truth, but it is the truth. People are not going to care about your first book. They just aren't. So when you get into the trenches and you start getting that book out there and you're marketing it and you are telling everybody about it and people are starting to read it, you have to dig down and get that next book out. Because if you are not consistently putting books out, you will not get the readership. You will not get the fandom. It's simply not going to happen. It's really, really important to keep moving forward. So once you get your first book out, it's not okay just to sit back, relax, and let the money roll in because it's not going to happen. You have to keep building your brand. You have to keep building your business. And so the second you get that book out there, I want you to celebrate. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to market it. I want you to talk to readers. I want you to talk to your fans. I want you to build on what you're doing, but do not stop writing and get the next book out as quickly as possible because that is how you're going to build up your brand and your business. Nobody cares about your first book until you have more for them. And that actually brings me to my next point. When we get into the book world, we want to be known and we want to be known quickly. And so a lot of authors will toss money into marketing. But here's the thing. If you don't have more for them to buy, it is almost pointless to be tossing money at your very first book. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't pay for ads. You absolutely should. But you shouldn't be spending a ton of money on your ads because it's not going to go anywhere. It's not really going to lead anywhere. If you don't have more for them to buy, they're simply going to buy the one book if they like your ad and you're going to make a couple of cents, a dollar, not going to make much money on it and you've had to pay for the ads. So don't invest heavily in paid advertising until you have that backlog because if you don't, you're really just wasting your money on this. You're spending a lot of money to make very little money. Now that said, marketing is so essential and so important, but there are a ton of free opportunities that you can be taking advantage of. There are ways that you can make friends in the industry and you can promote your book. You can get out there and talk to other people's fans. You can make your own fans. There are so, so, so many ways that you can be doing this and it's totally free to you and you can get that push and you can grow. But until you have multiple books for them to read, especially if the book that you have written is in a series, you will not be making a ton of money on this until the full series is out. That's just the way it is. People are living in this state where some authors have started books and because they don't feel like they have the readership or because they feel like it's taking too much time or because things get in the way and they're not feeling supported, they don't finish that book series. And so readers at this point are rather leery of actually jumping into a series if they know that they may not get an end to it. So you have to be really, really careful when you are writing a series that you are going to finish it and you finish it quickly because you are not going to make money until the full series is out. That's just the way it is. Unless you are extremely well established in this industry and you've proven yourself over and over and over again that when you start a series, you will finish it. People are not going to buy into your series until they know that they're going to get that ending that they want. 
So I learned early on in this industry that you have to have complete series out, you have to have that backlog, and you shouldn't be spending your money on advertising until you have those things done because you're not going to be bringing in the money to cover those ads until you actually have built up your platform and you've got more than one book out there in the world so that you can be making that money back. Hard truth, but it's one that's going to save you a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of money as you are jumping into the industry. And now a quick word from one of our affiliates. If you're an author looking to create a store on your website, I cannot recommend SamCart enough. This is the checkout card that I have been using for years as a social media strategist, as an author, as a photographer. And it's amazing because it's not like other checkout cards. It's so simple to use their templates. All you have to do is fill out the information And the best part is that it actually allows you to create what we call a sales funnel. So if someone goes to your store and they buy your paperback book, you can then offer them as they're going through the checkout process, swag that goes with your books. So if they purchased your paperback, they might also want a bookmark, or maybe they want your custom loose leaf tea that goes with your story, or maybe they want the really cool magnetic bookmarks that go with your book. You have the ability to send them through up to five different products And based on the decisions they make to add it or not to add it, you can offer different products that are higher and lower priced. This means that you actually end up making way more money because you're offering it to them and they have to say yes or no. And when they do that, they are far more likely to see things that they missed or figure that if you give them a special deal on it, which you can do through this, they are going to grab that. I have made so much extra income simply by using SamCart and their funnel system that I recommend it to all of my students. And if you want your own 14-day free trial of SamCart, I can actually give that to you by going to samcart.heyimwriting.com. That's S-A-M-C-A-R-T dot heyimwriting.com. Now, this last thing that I learned in my first year of publishing that's kind of messy is one that's a little bit controversial. I know, interesting, right? Everybody just leaned forward when I said the word controversy because we know there is so much drama and controversy in this industry. So I'm just going to break this one down for you. And people have different opinions on it. You can form your own opinion on this one, but I feel like this is really important. And this is something I teach my students and my clients, the people that I'm working with, and my author friends who are in the industry. So here's the deal. Do not ever read your reviews. I know, controversial, right? Some people really like reading their reviews because they like to learn from them. And some people avoid them like the plague because they know it's going to hurt their soul. Now, for me, from my perspective, it's not either of these things. I feel like in this industry, especially with the platforms given to us where people can review, that we are getting a lot of unqualified reviews. So people who are coming into this saying, I want to learn from my reviews... I would argue that the majority of the reviews are from people who don't know how to leave critical reviews. Now, for me, when I teach people how to do reviews, and I do do that professionally, I have taught for many, many years long before I became a published author. I taught people how to leave reviews that are actionable and actually help people. And this goes back to, and we'll talk about this in another episode, but this goes back to realizing what an actual review is is. And so what a lot of people and a lot of reviewers don't realize is that a review isn't actually an opinion of the 
book. It's not whether you liked it or not or what you did or didn't like. It's about the person who's reading that review trying to decide if that book is a good fit for them. If somebody's reading a review, they want to know if it makes sense for them to read it. Are they going to like it? Are they going to have any issues with it? And that's why they're reading the reviews. They want to know about them. And most reviewers leave these very self-centered reviews where it's all about what they liked, what they didn't like. They will bash the author or they will sing the author's praises, but it doesn't help someone who's reading it to decide if it's right for them. So long story short, a book review is actually whether or not that person is going to like it. And so you are pointing out some flaws. You are going to be pointing out some good things, but most people don't do that. They just have an opinion and they say their opinion. And that doesn't help most people. So most reviews aren't really very productive. And so for us as authors to read these unqualified reviews, that's not going to help us. That's just people bashing our work or saying they really like our work. And the ones that like our work, that makes us feel good. That makes us feel nice. Nah, that's lovely. But the people who are just bashing it are just bashing it. They may just be saying it because they don't like it or because they don't like the author or because they're taking an issue with something. And it's not going to be critical and valuable to the author. Now, instead of reading reviews, I would recommend for those people who want to learn from those reviews that they actually get critical feedback from fellow authors authors. So find people in the industry who understand the industry, who understand tropes, who understand the ways that we write, who understand grammar, who understand how we are doing things within the industry from an industry perspective, and ask them to read it and give some critical feedback. This also goes back to working with beta readers. You want to make sure that you have people you would trust in this industry to give you that feedback, but you should not be getting your feedback from people who aren't in the industry, who don't understand what it's like to write a book. If you're here for advice, if you're here looking to grow, you need to be getting that advice and that feedback from people who are doing this in a professional capacity. So if that's what you want, find some author friends, form a group and read for each other and help with that feedback so that you can grow and you can change and you can challenge each other and you can sharpen what you're doing. That's a really good way of doing it. But doing it from reviews of people who just leave things on Amazon or on BookBub or on Goodreads, that's not going to help you there's a much better way to do this. And then, of course, there's the flip side of this. People will leave nasty comments. They will say mean things, and it will hurt some people. If you are one of those people that has a soft heart, do not read your reviews. Even the people who are trying to be nice will say something that might be a little critical, or maybe they didn't like it, and it will hurt you. And then it changes the way that you look at your own books and your own stories, and it makes you question things. And there will be people who are trying to be critical and trying to be mean about your book, and sometimes they'll say something, and it will actually make you feel kind of good. So reviews are a weird thing. It's a very weird thing, because those five-star reviews, sometimes they can say some nasty things. And sometimes those two- or three-star reviews can actually lead to some pretty nice things. And of course, some of the lower ones will make you feel terrible and some of the higher ones will make you feel really good. But reviews, they're just all over the board. There is no specific way to write a review. There's no industry standard for writing a review. And so it's all very subjective and it can be taken really, really off the tracks by the person writing it and it can be taken really out of context by the person reading it. So I highly recommend that you do not read your reviews. Now, I'm somebody who avoids my reviews like a plague. It is something that I do not want anything to do with. And I've actually had friends, quote unquote friends, 
Send me my reviews and say things like, I can't believe that they said this about your book. I know that I haven't read your book, but you would never do that, would you? And actually, it was something that I did. I I had somebody make a nasty comment about some of the torture in my debut novel, which I know I seem nice and fluffy, but I, I write dark, guys. Sorry. And a friend of mine sent that to me and said, I know I didn't read your book, but you would never do that. (laughs) And it it hurt. It really hurt me because the review had said it was completely unnecessary to the story and it kind of went on and said some negative things about it. And I feel very strongly that what I had written was very important, not only to that specific story, but to the entire series, because what I was doing with that was within that overarching theme. And that was something that was absolutely essential to the overarching theme that I was writing within that story. And so for me to actually see those words, that hurt. And I have a pretty thick skin, like I'm a tough girl. But that one little comment that I was shown after doing everything in my power to avoid my reviews at all costs, that one little part to the review changed the way that I looked at my book. And I I had to go back and rethink everything and, and decide if that was a valid point or not. You know what? It wasn't. What they were saying was not constructive. It was just them being squeamish and they didn't like it. And it didn't affect how I was writing and it didn't change what I was going to be doing in my series. It was really important to me, but it hurt. It hurt that somebody would look at my masterpiece work and say something that I had intentionally done so very specifically and for a very specific and intentional reason for them to say that it was pointless. That was just like a dagger to my heart. It was so hard. And and for way longer than I should have been investing in this, I struggled with figuring out whether they had a valid point and I should change everything or it didn't make sense or I didn't build up to it properly. And in the end, I had a lot of really great people support my decision to do that and how I did it and how I built it up. And they loved it. These are people who were in the industry, who were doing better than me, who were USA Today bestsellers and New York Times bestsellers and people who were on these lists supported what I did. But because I saw that, it changed not only how I looked at my book, but how I was writing books in the future. And it shouldn't have. And so for me, it's really, really important to get my critique from people in the industry who know what they're talking about rather than someone who got mad about how I wrote something or how I wrote a character or that I killed off a character or that I made this decision or that decision within my book. So controversial as it is, I do say that you should be avoiding your reviews at all costs because most of them are not from qualified people who are writing it in a way that helps people to get better at writing or for people to decide whether or not a book is right for you. If you want critique, get yourself a critique partner, get yourself some beta readers, find some people in the industry who know what they're doing, who have the training, and hey, better yet, find people who are more advanced than you within this industry to look at what you're doing and help you to get to where they are as well. But for the love of all things good in the book industry, do not read your reviews because they are not going to help you and they'll probably change how you're looking at what you are doing.
Growing in this industry is so good and so important and so essential, but there are better ways to do it. Controversial, I know. People will come at me and say that it's really important to read reviews and this, that, and the other thing, but I am taking a firm stand on this one. I do not read my reviews. And here's a pro tip here. If you do want to read reviews, if you are someone who wants to know the good things, I suggest that you find an author friend or, you know, even just a friend to read your reviews for you. I've got a friend who sometimes goes through some of my reviews and she'll send me the nice things that people say. And if she finds something that is actually a valid point, something that someone has critically pointed out that I could improve in my writing, she will send that to me. But I don't have to internalize any of that because I haven't read it. So I have someone that I know and trust who understands this industry and understands what is going to make me a better and stronger writer. And I let her go through my reviews and send those things to me so that I can read the really nice, wonderful things and feel good about what people have said about me. But I can also critically look at what people are saying that might make my writing better in the future on how I could do things differently, how I could change things, or where they're hoping to see things go or me grow within this industry. And so if you are somebody who does want to do your reviews, find someone in your life that you can trust and let them go through it and pick out the important parts and then do it for them as well if they happen to be an author. So there you have it, the messy behind the scenes, behind the curtain look at my first year in publishing, the things that people are not telling you within the publishing industry. It's going to take a long time. There will be mistakes. There will be issues. No matter how many people you work with who are professionals in this industry, things will happen. You absolutely have to build up that backlog before you're doing marketing, and you have to build up that backlog in order to get people to care about what you're doing. And you want to make sure that when you're doing this, you are using the right kinds of critique from the right people and avoiding things that are just messy and aren't actually going to help you to build up your brand and to build up yourself as an author. There's a lot that goes into the first year of publishing. There's a lot you're going to learn from your first book. There's a lot you're going to learn from your second book. And there will be a lot of failures. You are going to feel like you have fallen on your face. You're going to feel like you're never going to get anywhere. You are going to be absolutely miserable at times in your first year of publishing because it's hard and you don't know what to expect and things will get thrown at you and there will be drama and things will be crazy. But you know what? You're going to make it through it. And now you've seen some of this. You know that this happens and it's not just to me. These are things that have happened to all of my author friends and you will go through it too, whether you're a new author or you are someone aspiring to get into this industry. It is coming, friends. But with the bad also comes the good. In fact, I told you my debut novel ended up as the number seven bestseller on Amazon out of every book in existence, not just categories, every single book. And it was hard to get there. It was a hard fought battle. But friends, I did it and you can do it too. So don't give up. Keep working. It's going to be messy. Your first year of publishing will be messy, but you have totally got this. So there you have it. If you want more tips on becoming a writer or learning to navigate the beginning of your publishing career, stick around for more Hey, I'm Writing podcast episodes, the Young Adult Edition podcast. And of course, make sure that you're joining us for the next episode. We're going to be talking with author J.M. Sullivan, and she is bringing it when she talks about how she got into the publishing industry and the story of how she got her first book published. But that's not all I have for you, because in upcoming episodes, we are 
are talking with more fantastic authors. We've got more author tips for you guys and a look behind the curtain of what the publishing world is really like that people are not talking about outside of the industry. And of course, you can come join us every single Saturday for a brand new podcast episode of Hey, I'm Writing. But you can also join me every single Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Facebook.com slash Young Adult Edition for our live broadcast weekly talk show with, with my co-hosts El Beaumont and Amber Arjul. And every single week, we are bringing you new book world topics. We're dropping new releases in the young adult industry every single week. We're talking about breaking book world news, and we're bringing you the amazing authors that you have been dying to talk to in person. You can come and ask your questions in real time and hang out as they teach on a specific topic. So if you're fans of A.G. Howard, if you're a fan of Elise Kova, if you're a fan of Annie Sullivan, if you have people that you want to hang out with, Young Adult Edition is the place for you live on Facebook every single Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern, where we're bringing you new book world topics, those brand new releases, and breaking book world news. We would love for you to come join us. You can check out HeyImWriting.com for more about the podcast and YoungAdultEdition.com for more about the live broadcast show and to put in your requests for authors we should have on the podcast and the live broadcast talk show. I'm your host, K.M. Robinson, author of about a million different retellings, including the Golden Trilogy, The Siren Wars, saga and the jaded duology and i cannot wait to see in the next episode we're gonna be talking with one of my dearest author friends jm sullivan and breaking down how she got into the book world i will see you guys next saturday in our brand new episode until then have a great day and stay inspired